Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the last Mercury in retrograde of the year. Yay, finally, Thank we're God. free. Well, <laughs> not right now. Maybe we'll be free later. Later, yeah. Yeah. It ends when? <laughs> Election day, November 3rd. Yikes. I'm Alicia Herter. Yikes, I'm Tara. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, sacrifices. And then you should put something like, dun, dun, dun. Something like that should go there. Witches in the news and a spell to always find your way home. Oh, that's cute. Isn't it? I really like that one. I have an Apple podcast review for you today. Please continue. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You yield the floor. The floor is, I was literally going to say the floor is yours. Oh my gosh. We're we're too in sync. Okay, so this is by Draconic Witch. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Spooky. Spooky, dragon-ish. Witchy. Terrifying. We picked you. So they say, dude, yes. Love that. They also say that they love this. Oh, perfect. Love this already so much. I've been binge listening to your guys' episode with my boyfriend. That's great. They listen together. That's very cute. Oh, kiss. Marcel and I don't even do that. (laughs) I can't handle when I know that people have listened to an episode because then I have to listen to that episode and then think about how they're like reacting in their mind. And hoping that they laugh. But they go on to say, I've been on my pagan path for about two years. And all of this makes me so happy. Finally, a podcast I can relate to and feel normal. You're so normal, Draconic Witch. Yes, witch. Anyone that stumbles upon it, it's meant to be. Listen, won't regret it. I love that. Short, sweet, to the point. Oh my God, they listen together. Do you think they hold hands? Are oh you guys God, holding I hands right now? So. Oh my God, what if they make out while they're listening to yes, us? Do it. I dare you. I don't oh dare God. you. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of hot. It's kind of <laughs> hot. So yeah, so leave Apple Podcast review. Give us five stars. We might read your review at the beginning of the show. And also, we were hoping that you would find three friends, find them, look them up, go on Bumble Friendships, mm-hmm. and give them your favorite episode. My favorite episode recently is the ghost episode. That was a spectacular, a spooktacular episode. Yes. Really prime, funny, like we may have peaked. That was so good. That's why this one's going... So very bad. <laughs> so so far, so awful. <laughs> this is the third time we've had to read this review because Alicia and I just fucking, we're melting. We're silly today. We're silly ladies. All right, let's talk about our October fundraiser. So this year, our fundraiser is for Black Girls Code. Factoid, we love factoids. Only 3% of game developers are black, and black women are among the least represented in this $135 billion global gaming industry. Holy shit. So I hardly play games, but I have played games. And to be like, okay, the games that I've played, more than likely, no black person has worked on those games. That's unthinkable or one you know like that's kind of like the idea which is crazy and that's why black girls code works with young girls to teach them how to code use computers effectively and creatively and they even have workshops to teach young black girls the basics on how to design video games that's awesome which is so cool because that's something i can't even really comprehend as an adult woman Mm -hmm. love that 
Donate to Black Girls Code any amount you'd like. Take a screenshot of your donation and send it to us via Facebook Messenger on our Instagram at WitchYes or by email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. At the end of the month, we will randomly choose three baby witches from our large cauldron, which may or may not be just a random machine on the internet. Yes. It's a dot com. It's a dot com. <laughs> to receive a tarot reading from me and Tara, Miss Tara Keck. Donate $2, get two chances to win. Donate $50, get 50 chances to win. It's for the children, for God's sake. And I'm sure it's tax deductible. Amazing. Okay, so if you don't already know, the reason that Alicia and I do this fundraiser is because we're leading up to our two-year anniversary of making this podcast. Oh, my goodness. Two years. That's crazy. This baby is walking. This baby might know how to say no. Wow. So this baby is trouble. Yes. This baby's getting into everything. They can kind of run. This baby's opening cabinets, pulling things out, (laughs) not putting it back. Never. Never. And then I hit my ankles on the sauce pot. Oh, oof. And I say bad words. And then now the baby knows the bad words. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst. So, by the way. On behalf of which, yes, we would like to cordially invite you to our anniversary party! Party time, party gloves, party masks. No, actually. I mean, you can. Well, you could. You could. But we're going to be on the Witch Yes Discord to watch Hocus Pocus together. (gasps) Yes! Hocus Pocus! Oh, Thackeray Binks! Oh, the Sanderson sisters! Doug Jones playing that zombie man. Oh, yeah, it is Doug Jones, isn't it? So good. So mark your calendars, Friday, October 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 6 p.m. Pacific Time. You can find the link to the Discord in our show notes and on all various social media platforms. Make sure you click the link and create an account to watch. So the Discord is entirely free. Don't worry about that. We're not like trying to secretly scam you or anything. Love that. Hate being scammed. I love scamming others. I hate being scammed myself. Right. I've been scamming you our whole entire relationships. And I then I peel off my mask and I'm actually. <laughs> my mouth dropped. <laughs> Hocus Pocus is Alicia's favorite movie. We all know this. So yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's have some fun after a crazy, crazy few weeks. I love this movie. She loves this movie. It'll be so much fun. I can't wait. So we're going to watch it and we're going to make little drinks. And we're all going to be there, and we're going to chit-chat with you. And I'm going to be wearing a party outfit. A ball gown. Clearly my prom dress. I mean, they're not going to see you on the Discord. Right. But, I mean, you can still dress up. Mm-hmm. You can always dress up and send us pictures of you dressed up. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, gonna, what, I'm on the Instagram Live just so everyone can see me and oh. what a great time I'm having. Yes. So that it hypes for them, right? Oh, I love that. I love that. So, besides all of this info... That we just injected into the minds of our listeners. Data, info, girls coding. Mm-hmm. Coding their minds. Mercury and retrograde. Happening now. What is coding your life? Coating mm. as in like with chocolate. Like chocolate and like Damn. a drizzle kind yeah. of thing. What's, what's drizzling? What's drizzling, Bonnie, baby? What's drizzling? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have that board of ghost. And so right now, Marcel posted a cute video on Instagram about him unboxing the ghost. I loved it. Which we don't know if ghost was in the box or if the ghost came after the box. Very, very confused about the box Mm -hmm. and the ghost. Haven't seen the ghost in person, Mm -hmm. but I'm assuming like their energy, their aura is there. Mm -hmm. 
So we are just waiting for more messages about what we can do for the ghost to help them move on to the next phase of their ghostly life and get them the heck out of here. Get out of my apartment. So you had to put like a little glass of water on top of like this little handkerchief that you got, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You must always be very much aware that this ghost is here, right? Yes. Her name is Jayla. Oh, Jayla. Jayla Morgan. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous name. I'm sure she was stunning. I bet she's wearing like some kind of faux mink fur coat as she's like floating around, you know, Mm -hmm. like she seems like a very, very classy lady. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping she has a good attitude. I think she likes cats. Artemis hasn't done anything weird yet. So I'm assuming they're buddies right now. Mm -hmm. Have been hearing more like creaks in the night than normal. So joking. Really? Yeah. Like little like not scary clawing at the window but like as if you know if you had like a tree outside your window and it would like hit the window except we don't have a tree that's very true (laughs) you're very high up we are very high up but so far so good I don't feel like I've been possessed I don't feel like Marcel's been possessed Mm -hmm. he has been very productive though interesting maybe that's just that third quarter energy that October energy you know it makes you want to be productive Mm -hmm. not being possessed by a ghost that could be a scary turn that he just becomes like his most best self when the ghost is around which means that you have to have constant ghost interaction yeah just open up the ghost airbnb let them all in yeah come on come on i'll give you all water (laughs) if that's what you want from me give me all your handkerchiefs exactly besides that i learned how to braid my hair so it's never you're never too old to do anything (laughs) that's what i learned from there that's great and we got some new merch up on our tea public website and you can find that in the link below on the podcast. And what else? I mean, if you're voting in the U.S. and voting by mail, put that thing in the fucking mailbox it's right now. Time. It's, time is a ticket. <laughs> and if you're not doing that, make sure you early vote. And if you're not doing early vote, just make sure you vote. That's please it. Please vote. That's it. Please figure it out and please vote. Just figure it out. You're an adult. Yeah. You're 18. Smoke a doobie, like drink a beer, go go in line with friends, like whatever. Don't get caught doing that because then they might take you out of the line. <laughs> Don't do it there. Pre-game. Then Pre-game go Pre-game elsewhere the and then go. Don't accidentally be like, Trump, Biden, I don't know the difference right now. I'm going to just choose. That's probably a bad idea. That would be funny. That would be. That's how Hillary Clinton lost. That's probably how she lost. <laughs> but that is it for me. So, Tara, what's new? What's up? What's drizzling? So, I have a keeping a secret. Ugh, you fucking Scorpio. So. Okay, are you going to tell us? Like, I can't. It's, um, it's okay, inside Okay, so we're going to skip this. No, wait, this. wait, 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 wait. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I adopted a puppy. A puppy? I got a puppy. A what? I got a pandemic puppy. What? <laughs> it's Okay, well, tell us. What, what's up? with this? What's drizzling with this puppy? So her and I, we be drizzling together. Excellent. At Mike's place. A combo drizzle. And her name is Dolly. Dolly. After Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Working nine to yeah, five. Just trying to make a living. <laughs> she is so is so small. She's a miniature Australian shepherd. Aww. And she's so fluffy. And we've known about her since before she was born. Amazing. Basically, what happened is... We found out that this dog was having puppies and we inquired about this dog that was having puppies to see if any of those puppies were taken yet. And they were like, no, of course not. The puppies aren't even here yet. This puppy might not live. This puppy, anything could happen. Anything could happen. And so um, she was born July 30th. 
Oh, wow. And that Leo. When we've just been waiting for her to be old enough to take home. So we took her home last Thursday. She's an absolute angel. She's super smart. She already knows Crate. She knows Go Potty. She loves rope and tennis balls. She looks at me like I am just the most important thing in the world. Please don't cry. You'll make me cry. She is ever and she likes when you clap for her. Oh, I, I love like, that. You are oh, my daughter. Oh, she's a Leo. <laughs> she is a Leo. Yes, me. Oh, man. Uh, she's so great. She can't go outside outside yet because she doesn't have all of her shots because she's a fucking baby. Aww. But she's Dolly. And I guess you guys would know if you've been on my Instagram lately. So that's was one of my big things that was happening that I didn't want to tell anybody. Because, of course, it's like at any moment I was like, an alligator is going to crawl up from the New York City sewer mm-hmm. and find find this dog and kill it and send me a photo of it killing it what would be the point of that just to hurt me oh okay because it's just like you never i just always assume bad things are gonna happen yeah and that hasn't stopped since i got this puppy that's fair i'm very anxious about bad things happening that makes sense um, you're a mom now it's like the best thing that's happened to me this year i think she is so sweet and kind and excited to be alive and curious and loves chicken and very lover oh congratulations mama thank you you. that's so amazing so anyway now we have to talk about bad things happening oh yeah guess what spooky season spooky topics let's get into it so i have a story that kind of relates to this topic of sacrifices tangentially relates you know I Mm -hmm. did not partake in a sacrifice I have not witnessed a sacrifice Mm -hmm. probably all really good things you think okay so your assumption is that this is going to be a great posy episode oh I mean it'll be all lint you know it's just kind of like when you're like wow thank god that's not happening to me I'm over here counting my blessings (laughs) yeah you and Jayla me and Jayla (laughs) It's like at the fucking bank. We're like counting money, but it's yeah. blessings. Mm-hmm. All right. So my little story. I had wanted a cat for my 23rd or 24th birthday. You know, back when I was living in Los Angeles. This is obviously before Artemis because Artemis is queen. Mm-hmm. We know who ended up getting adopted. But I kind of wanted a black kitten because black cats are dope. Duh. And I'm secretly a creature of the night myself. So I was like, this gets along. This is spooky vibes. My birthday's spooky. Like, all this works. I went into one pet store in the valley and there were kittens in the store with one being a cute little black kitten. And, you know, the kitten was okay. It was not like the special bond that Artemis and I had. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you can overlook that when you're like, this is the thing I wanted. And then you like aren't actually connecting to its personality. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you're a dick. But we'll ignore that because you're the black little cat I wanted. Mm -hmm. But the owner of the pet shop said that they were unwilling to sell black cats during October because they were worried that the cats would be used as sacrifices. Oh, I've heard that before. In like... The fucking valley of Los Angeles. I can't adopt a black kitten in October. And it was just like, what? Mm-hmm. What? And it was like, I don't know, between the the 2010s to the 2018s. I'm like, what? What is happening here? Why can I not get a black cat? So they were they were unwilling. And so my search continued. And thank God it did because Artemis is the best. Yeah. I mean, it's all for the best, but I also have heard that the Humane Society won't do that either. That's so crazy. And it must have happened enough that it became like a legit problem. That's so sad. Which I was like, who are these motherfuckers? I assume teens, but I'd have a prejudice. Why do you hate teens so much? I don't hate teens. I just think teens cannot be controlled. They can't be controlled, but they're fine and harmless, and they just want to smoke weed with their friends in the backyard. 
with their black cat that they're going to sacrifice. They just want an underage drink with one parent knowing and like letting it be okay. <laughs> they just want to have sleepovers with like girls and boys. Anyways, continue. Tell me about how much you hate teens. What they have? Braces. No, just, I've, I've just heard that before. So I, I've always assumed because of mischief night, sort uh-huh. of when teens do things. I can't imagine. I'm also a vegan, so I just can't imagine, like, looking at another living thing with big eyes that you've, one, spent money on. Yeah. And two, like, trust you implicitly. Mm-hmm. And then to be like, <laughs> oh, that was a good laugh. Thank you. Yeah. So no, no cats were sacrificed that day. Thank goodness. But okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about sacrifice. Okay, so let's get technical. Okay, love that. The term sacrifice comes from the Latin word sacer, which means sacred or to make other than the secular. Does that make sense? Yes. So you're like, you're making something special. And then facer, which means to make or to perform. So stick those two fools together and you have the act of making something sacred or special. Okay. Okay. The original term means to elevate something, to make it special, to make it sacred, a return of life to its divine source. Nowadays, I'm more likely to attribute the term sacrifice to like an act of self-denial or atonement, like a parent sacrificing for their child or like making sacrifices to reach some kind of goal. Which says to me, we as modern humans view a sacrifice as like a giving up a loss, while the original term of sacrifice was like a gift or an offering. So it's kind of like, are we talking Santa Claus rules? Is it better to give than to receive? Like, you know, when you give a gift, you're like giving up something, but really you're like, this thing is special. It makes my bear god very happy with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotta appease the bears. So what are we sacrificing here? I think it would be useful to sort of parse out what feels like offering and what feels like sacrifice and where those two circles in the Venn diagram of the menu of hungry gods overlap. And by overlap, I mean which consumes the other because a sacrifice is a type of offering, but not all offerings are sacrifices. Sacrifices can only be of living things. While offerings can be sacrifices, they can also be like grain, sweets, etc. Okay. Examples of regular offerings are like dumb suppers, leaving out those funeral potatoes or whatever. <laughs> Treats left out on a friend is leaving cookies for Santa Claus. Leaving mashed potatoes for Alicia. Leaving, so she comes down the chimney like and a I little eat, spider. Eat the mashed potatoes with my fucking hands. <laughs> she leaves a little trail. And then trail. I take your gifts and I run away. <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> for me. <laughs> and then examples of sacrifice are like lambs, calves, pigs, local virgins. You know, the local ones, thank goodness. Think we're not outsourcing virgins. Ugh, that would take so much work. Boost the local economy. Yes. During the sacrifice, you're likely destroying your offering, which liberates it from our earthly plane and then makes it available to a deity. So that's like burning, slaughtering, tossing little Tabitha into the sea. <laughs> Didn't need this child anyway. Go, go to the bear god. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's not funny. But if we're sacrificing humans to elevate them, one of the questions I had is, do mass suicides within cults fit into that archetype? It's questionable. That is a good question. Should you do a mass suicide in a cult? One, no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. (laughs) This is the lesson. Don't do this. Don't do this. But I feel like that's never to appease the gods. Well, let me tell you. Okay. Let you tell me, please. So in March of 1997, the bodies of the members of Heaven's Gate were found in their rental unit in Rancho Santa Fe. We've talked about them before. Mm -hmm. 
I highly recommend listening to the podcast Heaven's Gate, but in the simplest terms, students of Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles, known as T and Doe, believe that Jesus was an alien, that heaven was in space, and that behind the Hale-Bopp comet was a spaceship with Jesus on it. They viewed their bodies as literal vehicles for the soul. They called them my vehicle. Okay. And through a mass poisoning, sought to exit their vehicles to join T's crew, quote, T's crew on the spaceship where Jesus was. And that's what Jesus wanted them to do. Do you think Jesus actually had, like, enough room in the spaceship, though? Like, what if he's just like, yo, guys, like, we're at capacity. (laughs) We only can have 25% right now. This is a fire safety issue. So the poison was officiated. So, like, you didn't drink your own poison. It was given to you, and then a veil was placed over your head. And the idea was to elevate followers to a, quote, status. Okay, so it's like you're taking something, and you're moving it up and making it special. I'm taking you, and I'm making you dead. And I'm making you (laughs) super dead. Well, how special for you? I'm having your heartbeat and having it stop. (laughs) Why don't we take bikini bottom and push it somewhere else? Anyway, that's that's something to think about. I didn't really have an answer. (laughs) But if human sacrifice is about like the exchange of a life for a greater purpose, could we interpret the execution of people on death row as a kind of sacrifice to remove evil or in some way cleanse a society? Anthropologists have thought about this. And then where does like martyrdom exist in all of this? Like we often say that like, oh, Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross. But what about like other kinds of maybe radical martyrs? But he didn't sacrifice himself. He was murdered. He was murdered, but he knew that he was going to go to the cross. That doesn't make it better. That was like basically like God sent him down. He's like, this is your job. You got be sacrificed but he was murdered throwing tables and shit he was unruly you're not allowed to yell at bankers and have things not happen to you yeah but there were anthropological researches about like where do suicide bombers kamikaze pilots in world war ii the 9-11 terrorists Mm -hmm. where do they fit within like this sacrificial structure Mm, that's interesting i don't have answers but I'm really curious. Why are we doing this? What, talking about sacrifices or sacrificing in general? No, why are we talking about sacrificing in general? What are we getting out of this? It's spooky. It's <laughs> it's so scary. Because it's so much fun, Jan. It's October. Well, so there are accounts of this practice all over the world since prehistoric times, which means on some level, a lot of people felt like this was working. That's crazy. And maybe that means on some level, it's a natural conclusion for humans. What could be more important and powerful than a human life? Well, that's rude. Everything is important and powerful. Thus, nothing is important and powerful. Whoa, yo, my whole (laughs) body just like... Went into space and Jesus' yeah. spaceship. I'm up there. There was room I've for you. Exited my vehicle. <laughs> this is new Terra speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so humans, animals, some sources say none of these would be sacrificed without some kind of religious or spiritual structure that demands it. Without a god or an entity to sacrifice to, there'd be no reason to send them your freshly slaughtered granddaughter if they didn't exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to perform sacrifice, you have to have like a worldview that accepts the existence of gods. You must also have a worldview that accepts that these gods have desire. So this is not like a clock in the clockmaker scenario where like ashtray ass father time comes over, winds up the world and then like walks away to watch Jeopardy for eternity. And it's like has the little pink. What are those guys called? Oh, symbols like the little monkey. Yeah, he's like the little monkey. 
that's that. not the world if you believe in sacrifice. Oh, okay. Because these gods are like totemistic, omnipotent, or like they fucking want something from you, likely needing to be impressed. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Few things impress me. Can you imagine if the only way we would read your Apple Podcast review is if you sacrifice something? That is so rude. What would I want? All of your chocolates. Send them to my address. <laughs> Give me those little caramels. <laughs> What are the little, the chocolates that have the caramel on the inside and they come wrapped up in the shiny paper and they sell them at the grocery store near the checkout counter? Oh, I hate those. Do you really? love those? I love those. I can't have them because they give me the diarrhea, uh-huh. but I do love them. I hate that they get stuck in your teeth and then I'm like, well, lockjaw. Are you kidding? I love that because I'm like, that's a little snack forever. No, it's traumatizing. It's like going back to these teens, it reminds me of those braces days where it's like <gasps> everything was just like yeah. a way to make a fool in front of your peers and it was awful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Corn? Love corn scared of it still really terrified because the teens are gonna come and look in your mouth i guess like it tra- traps in your braces that's what you're it traps talking. in your braces and also just traps between your teeth oh no it's a hard life what a fucking sensory hell you live in i know oh. i know i'm sorry i know i only have pesto around you oh, oh because you know that i'm also having the pesto so i look like a fool so we can look like a fool together. exactly teamwork best friends best friends sacrificing the shame together the shame comes together like a beautiful braid that Alicia knows how to do now. Watch this. Watch this. We're going to go. We're going to go. Oh, my God. It's so fast. Oh, my God. It's like Wait, Dragon Ball Z. Boom, you can't even see her boom, do it. It's boom. so fast. I learned. Dude, I fucking, what was this, two hours? Look at me go. <laughs> she right, she well, just has it. like a. It's like a crown. It's like a crown of. <laughs> she, it's like she's in midsummer. Yep, that's how I feel. <laughs> so. Really, really, though, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. So here are the reasons that you are likely going to sacrifice something. Or people from history would have sacrificed something. I mean, I don't know how I feel about the baby witches sacrificing things. I don't want to know. Just don't tell me. Don't tell me. Just don't don't tell me. Don't fucking tag me. One, appeasement. So this might be one of the first things that you think of when you hear human sacrifice. Plague, drought, famine, all those fucking horses were often thought to be the direct and deliberate working of like supernatural forces. So so these types of sacrifices are made to expunge a record, wipe the sleep, clean of any offenses like we're so sorry artemis we didn't mean to tease that bear here have all of our young girls sacrifice 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 that's fair that was rude as shit number two praise or celebration so in many cultures there is the practice of offering the first fruits of the harvest or a sacrifice after a successful military battle this is like a means of acknowledging the ownership a god has over a harvest or a divine source of victory like oh we know that like this wasn't us this was really you you know like at the super bowl you know jesus was with us or whatever like i'm going to disney world yeah, I like Jesus when, hops off his spaceship, goes to Disney World. He goes to Disney with World with the he NBA get, players. He gets on the Space Mountain ride. Oh wow. He gets trapped up there. And that's why we've had 2020. Because oh. Jesus is trapped. That makes so much sense. And they can't open Disney World to get him. There is a pandemic. <laughs> Come on. The third one's like pretty self-explanatory. It's basically like, I need something, communication. So like, this is how I communicate to my God. It's through blood. And it's kind of like a um, a collect call, a 1-800 number. This is how I pay my phone God's bill. like a loan shark being like, okay, well, what do you have? <laughs> what do you got? What do you got over there? Number four is a covenant. Have you heard of these? Oh, I, the movie, The Covenant? Or um, The Ark of the Covenant, or I'm trying to think of other ones. In Yes Man with Jim Carrey, there was a, a covenant. Oh, okay. Just like a group of crazy devotees. A cult. <laughs> it's kind of, so it's like a cult where you, you're like in a blood bond with someone. It's oh. basically a bond that you create you with You know what? Thing. If I may. You may. I yield the floor. 
I am upset we've never done a blood bond. Baby, you know I barf at blood. <laughs> you just look the other way. I'm supposed to go get blood tests, and I've been fucking having to take CBD like crazy just thinking about planning it. Will that's, you look at it? Fair. Wait, yes. can we just have a period together? Like on the same cycle? That feels like too easy. I want, we like get the knife, we slash our hand, I gotta lay down. we hold it, we say something. Ah, da, 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 the gods, blah, 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 our friendships forever, blah, 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 into the afterlife, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not asking you to kill yourself. I'm just asking for this, like, the next level of our friendship. I'm just looking towards our future. Together on to- the spaceship. Together on the spaceship. We, we can circle back. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. We, We're going to come back to this. It's not time sensitive. We're going to make a mini-sode. <laughs> it's a Patreon exclusive where it's just me. But shivering, vomiting, vomiting, <laughs> shivering, screaming, and then it's revealed that you're Anodelia Distabar. Oh my! <laughs> I'm the one with the mask. Patreon witches will get that joke. Okay, so <laughs> okay, covenants. Back to me not being mutilated mm-hmm. is a bond between a god and a human. Okay. So there's this theory that sacrifice and offering began as communal meals between humans and spirits. This idea is born out of totemism. We've talked about this, where there's an animist spirit that holds a blood relationship with the community. So example, the spirit of the whale protects and loves our people and brings us delicious seals from the sea to eat and munch on. Okay. Okay. Normally, eating that animal would be considered taboo. We don't eat the whale. It brings us the delicious seal. Yes. But if certain ritual elements are met, the animal is eaten in a sacramental meal that actually ensures the well-being of the community. So you want to eat the whale. You have to put on a special veil and there's got to be incense and you got to kiss the whale and then eating the whale is okay. It's actually very good. Does that make sense? I think they're endangered species. I'm not saying we have to eat the whales. We should be saving the whales. Okay. But in this D&D universe. Okay. This alternate yeah. something, the past. It gives you plus five to hell. Okay. There's a couple issues with this theory, but the idea of death and flesh as a signifier for a bond between gods and humans explains many ancient and contemporary forms of communion sacrifice. So thinking like the Eucharist, like you drink the wine, you eat the little tiny chip, and normally we wouldn't be wanting to eat Jesus. But because these different ritualistic guidelines are met, it actually strengthens my bond to the spaceship. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. So the final one, which we're going to talk about later, is continued servitude to a master. So Alicia's going to cover this, but the idea is that if you were a slave or a servant to a master and that master died, you could be killed so that you could serve him in the afterlife forever, which is fucking awful. That's a bummer. That's like a super... It's a true bummer. I like, I really thought I was going to get out of this. Like... I'm not done yet. I've been eating my vegetables so I could outlive this motherfucker. And then only to outlive and then be like, well, you're next. Get in the hole. Ugh, how annoying. Super annoying. So this is why it's been done. Tell me where and how it's been done, Alicia. Perfect. We're going to talk about ancient sacrifices and just like how we all believed in ghosts in different regions all across the world, we all did human sacrifices. Like, I don't know what's wrong with us. I don't know either. We really should be extinct by now. We should have just sacrificed everybody. Incredible. Like Mother Earth should have booted us into space a long time ago. She comes down from her other personal spaceship and she's got a little clipboard and she's like, hmm, I don't know about this. Uh, let's, let's cut it and we'll start again. Yeah, let's, let's wipe. Let's wipe. Clean I, slate. Clean slate. <laughs> she takes one big Lysol wipe. Oink. <laughs> and just trees. Those trees would be so happy. They're like, hello. Yes, they're I'm singing. I'm vibrating. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, for this segment, I'm going to focus on human sacrifices because just to make the assumption, which I think is a correct assumption, if they sacrificed humans, they probably also sacrificed animals. Mm -hmm. And I don't like talking about dead animals that much. So, and we're going to talk about dead animals more later. So let's talk about just killing people back in the old days. Let's just, yeah, only posy vibes. Only posy vibes, please. So we're going to do a roundup of different places and what gross ass shit they did. Ancient Egypt. These motherfuckers. There's evidence of retainer sacrifices there, meaning that when a king or pharaoh dies, as Tara was explaining, they just annihilate all of their servants and put them in the ground as well so that the servants will serve the king in the afterlife. Because that's what you want to do with your time. That's, yeah, that's how you want to spend your moonlit years. Exactly. I'm just, you know, Cleopatra doing my best with all my servants. And I mean, I need you in the afterlife. I don't lift a finger. How can I lift a finger in the afterlife? You expect me to separate whites and color clothes? I don't even do that now as a human being. How am I supposed to? There's fabric softener and regular washing soap. Honestly, it is confusing. And bleach? And bleach. How am I supposed to know? Hypoallergenic or scented. How am I not supposed to get those spots on clothes my colored clothes remember Mm -hmm. oh it's awful historians archaeologists and smart people in general believe that sacrifice could have been a voluntary act by the servants because the lack of trauma displayed on the bones and remnants that they found of these servants once they've like you know dug them up so it's so ingrained oh yeah you're probably right it Mm -hmm. probably is like such a um oh it's like an honor yeah that's exactly yeah that's crazy taking something making it special yeah i am honored to be put in the ground with you it is my pleasure my pleasure my treasure exactly then we're gonna jump a little bit north to the greco-roman era and so we know they sacrificed everything so next (laughs) okay okay i'm kidding no i want to learn okay a little bit on it pliny the elder the elder the old guy Mm -hmm. documented that human sacrifices were abolished around 97 bce which i just found out bce means before common era yes yeah i didn't know that was the new hot thing you know I think it's always been that. No. Well, people were like before Christ and then AD, like after death. I think that that's a thing that we were taught in Indiana. I don't think that's true. I think it's always been BCE. I've heard it's now BCE and ACE. Oh, wow. ACE? After Common Era? Then what's, what's now? What's now? What is now? Nothing is important. What is? I don't even know how many Indiana standardized tests I did for me not to know anything. Take my degrees away. Just have them. Have all of them. So Pliny the Elder said it was so rare at this time that the decree to abolish human sacrifices was largely just a symbolic thing to just be like, hey, I mean, we're not doing it. But just so you guys know, like, we shouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did still have ritual murders, which I I guess there's a difference to them. What? I don't know. Like burying unchaste vestal virgins alive or, you know, drowning intersex children. Like, just normal things. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's. It's the Greco-Roman era, you know? That's so full of this shit that they were ready to do. That's just what they did. Oh, my God. I know. We know, like, gladiators and slaves killed each other in the arena, but, you know, that was more for, like, kicks. And then, of course, you would kill military leaders, but that was just murder and not sacrifice. So there's a lot of death. There's a lot of death. That has different names. Mm -hmm. But we're not doing human sacrifice. Mm -hmm. We're doing schmuman Yeah, we're doing, you know, normal animal sacrifice and just... Murder. Just shrug. Shrug emoji. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Shrug emoji. Olive. Olive. (laughs) Wine. I'm drunk. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What do you want from me? There's a lot of gods. We got to do something. We got to do 
got. <laughs> I don't know. Then jumping up more, more north, Celtic druids apparently loved human sacrifice. Jesus Like Christ. that was their thing. And this is where the idea of the Wicker Man came about, which has two movies and one with Nicolas Cage. And both movies are very fucking weird. Oh, shit, I've never seen them. Are they good? Oh, my God. I would not say good. Oh. <laughs> good, but. I mean, one's a Nicolas Cage film, which I mean, he has that one gem, National Treasure. Amazing film. Yeah. And then the other one just feels very... 70s 80s so it's just a little crazy that one's probably the scarier one because you're like i don't know what anyone's gonna do in that era in that decade i'm really disappointed in myself that i didn't when you said that one gem national treasure that i didn't come back with yeah it is a national treasure it is a national treasure but like you know that i was thinking i know i know i feel it i feel it in my heart these wicker figures for anyone who is like what is a wicker van bless you and your innocence my child (laughs) these wicker figures were made out of branches and just like different shit to build the figure of a man like giant huge oh like a burning man yes like think as big as statue of liberty probably not as big as statue of liberty but big it's big and they would put people inside this wicker man and then they'd light it on fire did they know when they were going in there oh yeah oh god well, not to give you a spoiler, but in The Wicker Man, they did not know. Whoa. I mean, everyone else knew, but sorry, Nick Cage. <laughs> they were also super into ritualized decapitation. What the? F- they are horny for killing. They are. They're kind of just crazy, honestly. So this man named Diodorus Siculus, which sounds like a Harry Potter name, wrote a book called Historical Library from the first century. I don't know why he'd write his book and call it Historical Library. That's like the dumbest name. Like, put it in a library. How confusing. Also, there's not been that much history. It's the first century. Yo, what do you have to tell me? There's nothing here. (laughs) But he described the Celts headhunting as this. We are reading now. They cut off the heads of enemies slain in battle and attach them to the necks of their horses. They embalm in cedar oil the heads of the most distinguished enemies and preserve them carefully in a chest and display them with pride to strangers. What? Saying that for this head, one of their ancestors or his father or the man himself refused the offer of a large sum of money. They say that some of them boast that they refuse the weight of the head in gold. So meaning like people coming up being like, how much you want for that head? And they're like, no, no, no. This is my pride and joy. I am not selling my human head to you. My God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm horrified. I'm touching my face. I'm going to get acne. That's how upset I am. That's pretty upsetting. Yeah. I mean, I never really thought about it. And you would think that like being a Celtic Druid, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Druid. Like, that's kind of cool. That's so pagany, blah, blah, blah. Man, it doesn't sound like fun. No, it doesn't. You can get all those weird little rope necklaces you want. But this sounds dreadful. It sounds really bad, guys. It sounds really, really bad. So moving over, we got Germanic people. Human sacrifices only occurred for special situations in this area, like crop failure, drought, famine, war. Or then if we're just trying to like overthrow a really bad king or something, we may just kill a bunch of people to show our like discontent with the government yeah i've done things like that before overthrown a king no like done things where i'm like i'm gonna you just they just threw a fit honestly yeah throwing a fit (laughs) one time in high school when i was told i couldn't see my boyfriend at the Mm -hmm. time that sounds awful i mean i was very upset i was 
I was getting into trouble. But I was really upset, but I couldn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't kill a bunch of people. Okay, that's good. Because I didn't know where the story was going. But I did, like, remove all of the decorations in my room and, like, took everything basically out of my room and put it into the closet. And I moved my bed into the center and slept on it like a sacrificial slab. Like you took it off of the bed frame? Like it was, like I just mattress? moved my bed on the frame, uh -huh. put it in the center, took everything off the walls, just like made it as if it were a prison. Okay. As a statement. <laughs> and your mom went in and she was like, oh my God, Tara finally cleaned her room. <laughs> my daughter's finally taking an interest in her life. Wow, she's so responsible. Gosh. Man, this like discipline's really working out this for us. This tough love is really... <laughs> Shaping up my girl. And you're over there like, I'm so misunderstood. Diary. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Human sacrifices in the Germanic region predated the Viking Age. So Germanic paganism also contributed to, you know, some sacrifices. By the 10th century, Germanic paganism was only in Scandinavia. And boy, over there, it was in full fucking swing. So this is super Norse and very Viking energy. And they believe that fallen soldiers should be buried with enslaved women and that those women would become the soldiers' wives in Valhalla. Jeez, oh, it fucking sucks to be a girl. It just sucks to be a girl. It sucks to be a girl or an intersex person or a virgin. Exactly. It's so hard. It's just like, ah, oh, yes, this is what I wanted as an enslaved woman. Great, thank you. To be your wife in the afterlife. Man, I don't know. What's my name? <laughs> When's my birthday? When's my bir what is my favorite color? Towards the east, China's over there having a history of sacrificing people since possibly 2300 BCE, before current era. <laughs> and these people were savage. Oh I didn't gosh. expect it to be this bad. And it was this bad. A few of the gross, gross deets. In the ancient city of Shamao, archaeologists found 80 skulls of teenage girls, see, once again, being a virgin, it sucks, buried beneath the city's eastern wall. The ancient Chinese would make sacrifices to help the river god Hebo by drowning people. They would just drown people. And they, like the Egyptians, also killed slaves with their families, except they would bury the slaves alive. Oh my god. And also it's like you're not just a royal, royal person. You can be like a person of like pretty good stature and have your slaves buried alive. You could be you. like a general manager. Yeah, you know, of the Walmart in China. Jesus Christ. Also, this river god like, get these bodies out of here. You're making my, my water all stinky and red and gross. This is pollution. You can't do this. So that whole idea of burying slaves alive was called funeral human sacrifice. And a 14th ruler named Duke Mu had 177 people buried with him, including three senior government officials. Oh, shit. So he's like, I'm not just taking my slaves. I'm taking you and you and you and you and all of you. <laughs> Crazy shit. In India, human sacrifice is said to have been performed on the altars of the Hadimura Temple for Shakti. I hope I said that right. I'm so sorry if I didn't. Who is the great goddess that represents the dynamic forces that are thought to move through the entire universe. And certain tantric cults performed the sacrifices, which could be highly ritualized and took many months to complete. Months! Jeez. So I don't know what that means in terms of like, are we having a good time? Are you fattening me up a little before you kill me? Like, am I getting a good meal? Like, I hope it's more like, ooh, okay, we're going to join an orgy. And less like, oh, ouch, you're taking off my toes one by one. Yeah, that would be like, I want the first one. I want, I want like 
Like you're making me special and fat and I get to have sex with as many people as I want and I get to see the movies before they come out in theaters. Yes. Rip movie theaters. Whoops. Speaking of sacrifices. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm going to wrap this up because I think we've all thrown up in our mouths a little bit. But some ancient Hawaiians did sacrifices of their slave class. The Mayans did it. We know the Aztecs did it because we've all seen the road to El Dorado. The Incas did it. Native Americans back, 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 back in the day. And only certain tribes did it. And states in West Africa had also done human sacrifices. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it, guys. It's just so cool. (laughs) Here, have this cigarette. Let's kill someone. Oh, no. Whatever. It's totally tubular. I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) So let's just say that if you're alive, you're probably the descendant of someone who either killed someone or was the one being killed. And I wish 23andMe had like a whole roster. Yeah. So you could trace back and be like, okay, so what kind of conqueror and colonizer am I from? Oh, interesting. (laughs) So if you're alive right now, you're one of the powerful ones. Like, congratulations. You should really pat yourself on the back. I don't think I'm going to do that. We don't have enough reason to be truly happy about being alive. And there were so many ways that your little body might not have been here. Okay, true. That's why I'm saying pat yourself on the back. And also just remember, murder is bad. So let's talk about contemporary sacrifice. We have the Gadi Mai Festival, and I didn't know about this festival, and I am horrified, is honestly the word. Are we still going to talk humans or animals? So this one's animals. The next one is humans. Yikes. Okay, we're going. We're going. We're going. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Need a second? Do you need a drink? Do you need to throw up? How are we feeling? I'm good. I'm, you know. The tummy? Do you need a Tom's? I'm good. This time of year, my favorite time of year. Favorite. But we always do very scary things that I feel like during these episodes, and I say this with a great amount of love and respect for all of the research we do, I do not feel good most of the time when I come out of them. (laughs) I'm like, I need to call somebody and tell them I love them. But we soldier on. We soldier on. Knowledge is power. It is power. And getting back to that, speaking of power, the Gaudi Mai Festival is a sacrificial festival that takes place in Nepal every five years. This festival is primarily celebrated by the Madheshi people, and it involves large-scale sacrificial slaughter of animals, including water buffaloes, pigs, goats, chickens, and pigeons, for the goddess Ganimai, who is the goddess of power. Pigeons never did nothing to you. I know. People also offer Ganimai coconuts, candies, red-colored clothes during the festivals. You know, you get those nice offerings. You're, you're not at the festival for the nice things. I understand. Okay. In 2009... It was estimated that about 50,000 animals were sacrificed. About 4 million people participated in the festival, and it is believed that the animal sacrifices will end evil and bring prosperity. So this is why it happens every five years. You can't just sacrifice 50,000 animals every year. You've run out of animals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And there, of course, has been a lot of pushback from animal rights activists in the past two decades. And in 2019, Nepal's central government refused to fund the event. So that's a big deal in its itself like we're not giving money we're mm-hmm. saying we're not gonna associate with this no parade floats for you no no marketing nope on your local tv station exactly and they have been trying to phase out the mass killings within the past decade last year on the heaviest day of the festival an estimated 3,500 so 3,500 buffalo were killed with the total amount of animals killed being under 30,000 that's still a lot of fucking animals that's like so many animals 
in in multiple days. Yeah. I'm glad they're not killing 30,000 animals in a single day. How many animals would that be a minute? Oh my God. The math. Assuming maybe it's a long weekend. I was assuming it was a week. Okay. If it's a week. Just to feel a little bit better, you know. That's 4,285.7 animals a day, which is 178 and a half animals an hour, which is three animals a minute. That sounds about right. If this festival is a week. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is deeply tied with the Hindu religion of the Madheshi people in this region. And there are legitimate fears from the people around not sacrificing the animals for the festival. Okay. They are genuinely worried that something bad may happen if the sacrifice to the goddess is not delivered. And this is an event that has taken place for over 250 years. Very deeply culturally important. Exactly. I get that. I super get that. Yeah. Which tangent on that. So it was like 20,000 less animals and now we have a global pandemic which i'm not saying i'm very against i got into vegetarianism because i do not like harm to animals of any kind suspicious though yo sorry pigeons yo i don't like it i don't condone it i'm just like what a way to reduce something and then something bad to happen to be like well look at this you know like the next year exactly like only a few months later yikes Yikes. Okay, and you want to know the worst part for me? Mm -hmm. Not all the dead animals. The worst part for me is, you know, you've got like this whole field, blood, dead animals, all that shit everywhere. At the end of the festival, they ship off the meat and tidy up the land so that the field where the festival takes place turns back to normal into a soccer and cricket field for use. What? Yeah. People use this field for sports. Ah, It's like like at the Pepsi Coliseum. Yes. Ah! I was like, <laughs> throw up. I could never eat a platter of nachos there. Like that is. I don't know if they're serving nachos, honey. <laughs> What's well, a soccer field? What do you eat? It's a so- oh, okay, okay. Not during festival hours. I see. Right, I see. right. Yeah. I was just thinking during the I just think there has to be a smell. They're super guys, super haunted. Super haunted. Yeah, no, not about it. Sorry. So, okay, I'm done talking about the animals. Okay, let's talk about Tabitha getting thrown into the sea. Exactly. We're going to talk about a kind of cult in Panama that's called the New Light of God. So there's a cult in the town of El Teron called the New Light of God where people believe that they have a mandate from God to sacrifice members of their community. And these community members are believed to have not repented to God's satisfaction. So they get into the community and you're not doing good enough. Mm-hmm. And thus, yikes. See ya, Taylor. Exactly. In January of 2020 this fucking year five children a pregnant mother and a neighbor were killed and decapitated at this cult church building what 14 other victims were fortunately rescued although they were all like wounded to some degree the victims were hacked by machetes beaten with bibles and burned with embers from a fire a goat was also ritually sacrificed sorry goat i forgot you were there (gasps) on the scene as well and all those who were dead were decapitated what yeah The cult's beliefs are thought to be a blend of Pentecostalism with indigenous beliefs of the area mixed with some new age ideas that focuses a lot on the third eye and about being like open and aware. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's like the beginning of like the psychic Mm -hmm. energy. And the ascension and blah, blah, blah. The cult was believed to be relatively new to the area at the time and had only been operating locally for about three months. So this was even like a new thing for the community. So they kind of like... They had this cult that kind of infiltrated some of this community and took 
community members who were not actually a part of this cult. Oh, I understand. So I had I had assumed that it was like you come oh, to the this cult. cult mm-hmm. I'd be like, I would not want to get in this cult. <laughs> oh my god. Also, yeah. fucking decapitation. Like that is so fucking personal. Yeah. And gross. Oh, and children. Mm-hmm. Oh, spooky time spooky. is here. I sent her home crying. <laughs> That's fucking bananas yeah so what happened now do we know like are they still operating like is everybody i have no idea it hasn't been because this article was by the associated press which you know pretty trustworthy haven't heard anything about it since and of course with covid taking Mm -hmm. over like the world's narrative has shifted Mm -hmm. so i don't know I would hope that they could get them out or disband them or something. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Yeah, pretty fucked. That's super fucked. Yeah. So I have a thousand yard stare. Cults be wild. Mm-hmm. Cults are crazy. Don't hang out with other people. Ever. Ever. Just me and you and this podcast. Okay. <laughs> You're allowed to join the Facebook group, but once they start sacrificing people, we're shutting it down. We're shutting it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that. Can't do that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm ready to fucking move on. Okay, so. Which is in the news. They're in the news. And guess what? It's a good sandwich. Oh yeah. We don't got that stank meat this time. We're like, we're good. We're a good, well-rounded peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Lovely. Lovely. All right, so the witches return. <gasps> bum bum. All right, so this has been in Witches in the News before, but now the remake of The Witches, directed by Robert Zemeckis, is coming this October. Now poof this month yeah finally 2020 giving us some posy vibes and the film looks gorgeous it looks beautiful beautiful costumes beautiful set design and powerful and talented actors at the helm we've got octavia spencer anne hathaway stanley tucci along with narration provided by chris rock what who Who? what Love it. The film was co-written by the spooky man himself, Guillermo del Toro. So we know it's going to be very, very good. I'm so excited. The film will be released on HBO Max on Thursday, October 22nd. So guys, you can literally watch The Witches on Thursday and then join us for our two-year anniversary to watch Hocus Pocus the next day. That's amazing. I love it. And then transitioning on, we have Bette Midler's Halloween fundraiser. And of course, the beautiful, smart, amazing witches at Witch Yes aren't the only people doing a fundraiser this October. Bette Midler will be hosting a virtual fundraiser for the New York Restoration Project, which is a nonprofit that works to revitalize parks in disadvantaged neighborhoods in New York City. Love that. This is a one-hour virtual event that you can attend for only $10 on Friday, October 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yay! Apparently, and I actually had no idea about this, Bette Midler hosts this event every year and it has been a costume gala to raise money for the New York Restoration Project. And of course, due to COVID, the gala will be virtual this year. But that means you can probably go from the comfort of your home. What? What? And it's supposed to be hosted by all three Hocus Pocus witches, Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. The event is titled In Search of the Sanderson Sisters, a Hocus Pocus Halloween takeover. A Halloween. Halloween. Cute. You can get your ticket to this virpshop.org. 
And we have our last, which is in the news. We're flying through this. When it's good, it's good. It's you good. Know? I'm just like eating it up. It's I got so peanut butter good. all over my mouth. Mm. I need some milk. Mm-mm-mm. Witches versus patriarchy subreddits. For those Redditors in the audience, we have a new subreddit that you should be following, and it's called Witches versus Patriarchy. The group's description says it is a woman-centered sub with a witchy twist aimed at healing, supporting, and poking fun at the mystical aspects of femininity that have been previously demonized and or devalued by the patriarchy. So mostly anything that says witches and like fuck the patriarchy, I'm like, yo, what's up? Get me in there. What's the drizzle? What's the drizzle? My dear friend, Miss Elise Lockwood, brought the group to my attention and sent me a post of a witch holding a hammer and sickle with the caption, we will prevail. But of course, instead of a hammer, the witch is actually just holding a vibrator. I love this. It's so cute. It's so much fun. And so I don't do the reddit too much personally because it's like a lot of words Mm -hmm. and a lot of thoughts and opinions and i really don't care about most people's thoughts and opinions (laughs) you know but if redditing is something that you're super into and joining communities and fighting the patriarchy and just being a fucking witch then maybe witches versus patriarchy is the subreddit for you oh join it and tell us how it is and then maybe i'll dip my toe in there and you'll just like take a peek yeah just like uh oh casual interest it's kind of how i am with the facebook group where i pop in and i'm like hello 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 like 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 funny joke funny joke okay goodbye for a week because i'm afraid of (laughs) back into the cave slither and now because my way home is always where tara is tell me a spell about how other people can find their way home yeah i don't know if you could use this magnet spell for it to be a person because i think you'd have to put the (laughs) magnet in maybe an unfortunate place but like a little like a little bit of a slurp yeah a little you know like in the airport where the weed goes yeah 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 Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. a little bit of a (laughs) (laughs) you gotta lube it up i think before you do anything you're not supposed to have those sound effects (laughs) okay so this is a magnet spell to find your way home home is where the heart is and while i have little desire to live in most of the places i've lived before They all hold a little piece of home for me. This is a spell to assure that you'll always be able to find your way home to the places that you've been. I love that. These are the things that you need. Also, let me tell you, this is from Solitary Spellbook again because it's a wonderful resource and they haven't updated since 2012. So if you ever come back, Solitary Spellbook, I'm here for you. And we will post your spells. Yes. They're so good. So these are the things you need. Two magnets. Love that. One white candle. So easy. So are these like, because I got like a cute magnet of a cat on the fridge. I got a witch yes magnet on the fridge. Are those those magnets or should they be like blank magnets? They can be whatever you want. Oh, I feel like the energy of like something that has something on it could be very interesting. Good write sigils. This is really about your personal craft. Mm -hmm. I would likely be using like little tiny magnets so I could hide them like you're going to do just now. So perfect. Cast a circle. Cleanse and ground. These are the things we do every time. Love it. Light that fucking candle. Turn it on. Click. Blink. Slowly bring the two magnets together. So you have magnet in both hands. You're going to slowly bring them together, feeling how they pull towards each other, right? This is called magnetism. This is why we're using STEM in our podcast Yes, Black Girls Code. Hell yeah. Visualize the magnetic fields reaching for one another and feel as your own energy braids itself into that field, strengthening its bond. See yourself returning safely. Imagine every detail of what it would be like to come back after being away and speak the following words. By magnets, bond, and candles light, my home and I will reunite. Oh. You, right? Come on. What the fuck, 
solitary spell book. These are great. <laughs> Go outside and bury one magnet by your front door or wherever it feels most appropriate. Mm-hmm. While you're burying the magnet, recite the following. From my home I must depart. I'll keep it always in my heart. But for my home, I will not yearn. For this spell, I'll soon return. Oh, Rhyming. So the second magnet is your end of this psychic cord that ties you to your home. So carry it with you when you travel. They recommend it in your luggage, in your pocket, not next to your laptop because that's bad for it, but somewhere (laughs) safe. If it's not your home that you want to return to, maybe a place that's special to you. New Orleans. Love New Orleans. I can't think of anything. I hate most places. But (laughs) Solitary Spellbook said that you could use the word this place instead of my home. So this place I must depart. I'll always keep it in my heart. Aww. And that's it, dude. I love that. Isn't it cute? Yes. So I have a magnet for your butt. Do you have a magnet for my butt? Always. Always, always. We would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, Mallory Porter, our creative director, and Kevin McLeod for the beautiful intro and outro music that he provides us each week. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. I'd really like to thank Draconic Witch for their Apple Podcast review. I know it sucks to write reviews. It does. I talk about this every episode. Yeah. I am not ignorant to the fact that it is laborious, mm-hmm. but you love me and I'm very cute and I just got a puppy that I need to feed. So yes. you're going to write... An Apple Podcast review, you're going to give us five stars. You could write something. You could write anything. You could write normal, huh? That was it. That was the whole That was the whole thing. <laughs> five stars. I don't know. Or be like, stop sacrificing shit. That's a good thing to write. Stop killing animals. Stop killing things. Anyway, each episode, we pick a particularly juicy review from the podcast review tree and read it at the top of the episode. And that could be you, like it was for a draconic witch this time. And, and their boyfriend, apparently. Woo! And they're probably super kissing right now. So our listenership largely grows through word of mouth. In this spooky season, we'd like to encourage you to pick three friends. Share your favorite episode with them. Mine is, of course, again, the ghost episode, not the tea episode. Some episodes are more witchy. Some are more occult. This one's definitely fucking freaky as shit. <laughs> and then sometimes we talk about how much we hate Nazis. There's something for everyone. And if you want to find me, Alicia, I'm at Instagram at Alicia period herder. Because that's your name. That's my name. If you want to find me, I'm Tara. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you guys get our names mixed up. Because you can't tell us apart. But if someone sounds whiny, it's Tara. And if someone sounds empowered and hilarious. And sexual. And sexual. Probably Alicia. It's definitely. If if someone sounds like masculine, it might be Marcel. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Or sometimes it's me. (laughs) I drop my voice a few registers. I do a lot with my voice on the show. I don't know. Very talented. Thank you. But if you want to find me, Tara, the whiny one. I'm on Instagram at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. And then I'm also at underscore little moss. It's on private right now. Um, but if you follow with Jess or Alicia, I usually pop you right in. If you don't or you're on private so I can't see your followers, sometimes I like let you sit in limbo until I feel like I can trust you. Yeah. Earn her trust. That's how you see puppy pictures. We, the podcast, are on Instagram at which yes. Share an episode in your stories. Tag us and we'll feature you in our stories and we also every friday do an instagram story quiz about the episode we had just released they're always fun they always take a lot of effort by us we have to find pictures we have to make questions there's a lot of work i have to re-listen to the thing we've already had a discussion on Mm -hmm. it's crazy it's crazy but it's a fun quiz i love it if you don't like instagram you can head over to which yes the facebook coven you got to answer our questions our little troll toll Once we give you the free and clear, you're in. You can join, meet baby witches. Excellent, fun, fun times all around. And if you hate social media, but you want to say hi, you can always contact us via email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. 
And even more. Even more. You can find us on Patreon. $5 patron witches and above are getting two extra episodes a month. We just did one on Anodelia Distabar. That bitch is crazy. I know we talked about her in the Psychic Con Artist, but we went like more in depth and she is fucking wild. It's probably one of also my favorite Patreon episodes. It's a really great ride until very bad things happen. It's a very sharp dip. Yes. It's crazy you guys. $10 and above you guys get our show notes and much more. Plus they're always getting early access to cool stuff like whenever we have merch who do we tell first? Patreon witches Mm -hmm. because they that powerful. Yes. I love it. The dark power of capital. Ha 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 ha. And of course if you're in the United States vote And the census has been extended, so fill out your census. If you haven't, I can't even imagine you not having filled out your census, honestly. But vote, vote, vote. It's the greatest power you have without really doing too much effort. Yeah. Love that. You fill out a quiz. Yeah, it's great. It's like a Scantron, usually. I love it. And remember to donate to Black Girls Code and just send us a screenshot of what you donated so we can put you in the drawing for our tarot reading and... Hopefully we'll see you Friday, October 23rd, 9 p.m. EST, 6 p.m. PST, baby. Our cell made fun emojis. Oh, the emojis are adorable. They are so good. And this has been Witch Yes. La 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 la. Hey, sister, soul sister. That's the seagull. Is the the seagull? He was a minor character. I do not remember him. But I like that's how he sang in that song. Okay, it goes again. That's a fucking trumpet. He's I think that's what he's trying to be. (laughs) I really liked him. I'm sure he's great. I only know the the moin. 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 Oh, that is That is a different Nemo. But yeah, Mm -hmm. that that is another prominent seagull representation. (laughs) They're so good. Those are very, yeah. Then there's a seagull in the play. The seagull? Dead. It's just a dead seagull. What? Mm -hmm. It's a metaphor. For what? It's a metaphor in quotes for what's his name. They're all like Russian names. Oh no, <laughs> Alexei. Maybe Vladimir. It's Kielter. probably a Vladimir. Is that no? They're white people. That's not racist. Am I Russian? I'm not Russian. My twenty-three. You're me. Russian to finish this opener. <laughs> Damn. I know I'm on fire, dude. You got that was a good one. That was a really good one. Thank okay, you. I'm gonna have to do brain kegels to catch up. <laughs> Flex. Flex, flex, flex. Think of your drama. Let it go. Think of your drama. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> you like that one. <laughs> uh, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. All right, let's record this opener. Okay.